Turn your Bibles tonight to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 100, Psalms 100, and we'll be in this familiar passage of Scripture tonight. Thank you for the song, what a wonderful song, a uh, wonderful message uh, to stand strong. We live in a world today uh, where so many get their convictions on any matter from popular opinion and what's accepted. And we need to be reminded as Christians that we get our stand from the Word of God. And it's worth standing uh, in, uh, on the Word of God. And a good reminder for us to stand uh, with our convictions and stand on the Word of God. Psalms 100, I'm going to read a very familiar passage of Scripture tonight uh, on this Thanksgiving Sunday. Hopefully uh, this morning and tonight will uh, remind us of the responsibility as a Christian to be grateful, uh, to be thankful. And, uh, and so tonight, it's going to be very, very simple. I know we have the fellowship. I let you out early. I preached this morning on being thankful. Y'all remember that? You remember that? And so I let you out early, and the reason why I did that is because I had to help some of you out to give you something to be thankful for. And so uh, I let you out uh, early this evening, and uh, tonight I plan on doing the same thing. Uh, we have time of fellowship this time of year. I like to have plenty of time to do those, those sort of things. Psalms 100, the Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Uh, it's a good thing to do. Uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I, I've shared this several times, but when, I, when my family's traveling on vacation, uh, my wife normally doesn't sit by me uh, in the service. Uh, every, every service I ask her, do you want to come sit by me? She always turns me down. But uh, anyway, uh, and so we'll sing. I'll get out my hymn book when, when we're ever at church. Just get out and I'll sing. And, and uh, she'll usually have her, her arm in mine, and then you'll feel the nails start squeezing my arm. And that means don't sing so loud. <laughs> and the conversation goes like this every time. I, I forget how bad you sing uh, in between times when I actually hear you sing. It hurts my feelings, the encourager. But then I always quote, the point I'm making is I always quote to her, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I'm not sure that's the context, but uh, we'll use it. Verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. What a great reminder. Uh, We ought to be happy about serving God. Uh, We ought to be glad to serve the Lord. Oh, I got to give God my life. Oh, how depressing. Uh, How miserable. I, I am thrilled at getting to serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Verse 4 will be my text verse tonight. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. Well, that's a pretty pretty straightforward admonition, isn't it? And we've ended the chapter of verse 5, for the Lord is good. We don't acknowledge that enough. You know that? I'm going to be very informal tonight, very, very, very informal tonight, but we don't, we don't acknowledge that enough. For the Lord is good. God is just good. His mercy is everlasting. How many of you are saved tonight? You're saved by the mercy of God. How many of you have been saved for more than 30 years? Let me see your hand. More than 30 years. Aren't you thankful His mercy is everlasting? Amen. There's no expiration date on His mercy. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. 
What was right 100 years ago is still right today. How well we live in a different... What was, what was right 100 years ago is still right today. But the promises that Christians held to 100 years ago, we can still hold to today. Because His truth endureth to all generations. This isn't my message, but uh, grandparents stay faithful because the same truths that help you is what your grandchildren need. Mom and dad stay faithful. The same truths that have helped you are what your children need. Because truth endureth to all generations. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to use verse 4. And I'm just going to speak on this subject tonight. Some things I'm thankful for. I'm just going to give you some things that I jotted down that I'm thankful for that perhaps you can relate to and be thankful for them as well. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be in church, an opportunity to open the Word of God, an opportunity just to acknowledge that you're good, an opportunity to acknowledge of your blessings, an opportunity to acknowledge of your love and your care. And Father, I pray that with just a very simple thought tonight, may we be encouraged, may our, our mind and our heart and our focus be on you. We ask you to bless our service this evening, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Aren't you thankful that you can enter into the presence of God? I hope you prayed today. If you prayed today, uh, you entered into his presence. Think about that. How should we enter into the presence of God? The Bible reminds us that we ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I preached a little bit on it this morning, so I'll not take a whole lot of time, but uh, we're quick to ask God when we need something, and we should, and he wants us to. But we also ought to begin our day thanking God for his goodness to us. A spirit of thanksgiving. Be thankful unto him. I mentioned that tonight I'm just going to give you some things I'm thankful for, and some of them are probably a little bit different. I've been accused of thinking differently from time to time. Some of them will be obvious, and I'll just cut it off wherever, uh, whenever we get to the point of time, because we could literally be here all night thinking about what we're thankful for. The first one I want to mention to you tonight is I'm thankful for conviction. Not having convictions. I have convictions. But I'm thankful for conviction. I'm thankful that the Word of God convicts my heart. I'm thankful that the Spirit of God rebukes me when I need rebuking. You know, I, I like to think about things that are obvious to us and obvious that we give our, our, thank, our, our thankfulness to. But then it's good for us to think about things that we don't always think about. I'm thankful that my conscience isn't seared to the place where the Spirit of God cannot convict me. Don't ever get upset when you come to church and you get convicted about something that's said from behind the pulpit. Don't worry about that. Get worried if you come service after service after service after service and you're never convicted about something. Don't be bothered by the fact that you open the Word of God and when your Bible reading time you get convicted. Get, get concerned when you open the Word of God day after day after day after day and you never get convicted. It, it's, it's why God gave us the sen- one reason why God gave us the sense of touch. If you, if you touch a stove that's on, you get burned. But could you imagine what would happen to the body if you didn't feel that pain? How you would destroy yourself? Even more so, spiritually speaking, 
We have the Spirit of God that dwells within us. We have the, the Word of God that bears witness, should bear witness in our life. Uh, and I'm thankful that part of the work of the Holy Spirit, yes, is to comfort me. Yes, is to lead me. But part of the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict me. I wonder how many, if we've ever thought about this, how we ought to be thankful for conviction. That conviction is what rebukes our flesh so that we can be more like our Savior. Isn't that our goal? I hope it's our goal to be more like Christ. And I think many times Christians, because we don't have that as our goal, we don't acknowledge that and say, hey, I want to be more like my Savior. It's not going to happen if we don't even think about it. But what is it? It's conviction. I'm thankful for conviction I'm, because I know how sorry I can be. Thank you for not amening that. I don't think he amended it because, let's be honest, you know how sorry you can be. But aren't you thankful that the Holy Spirit of God, God loves us enough to convict us? Parents, have you ever said to your children, it's because, it's because I love you that I'm going to tell you no? Or we have that mindset. The Spirit of God convicts us when we're wrong. Be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Be sensitive when He convicts you. It is a day, my, my, my message tonight, I've been teaching on the Holy Spirit someone, uh, on Wednesday night on the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's not my message tonight, it's to put all the focus on the Holy Spirit, although it wouldn't be bad. It's a dangerous thing to have the Holy Spirit convict you and to ignore that conviction. It's a very dangerous thing to fall into a conviction or the Holy Spirit convicts you of an area in your life and not do anything about it. I'm thankful for conviction. Uh, secondly, I've already touched on this, but I'm thankful for mercy. So many times we go through life, well, I just, life's unfair, I didn't get what I deserve. We better be thankful we don't get what we deserve. Let me help all of us tonight remind us of what we deserve. We deserve eternal damnation for our sins. We deserve to pay for our sins for all of eternity. But by the mercy of God, He gave us the Lord Jesus Christ. By the mercy of God, through the shed blood of our Savior, by the mercy of God, through faith we have salvation. I'm thankful for His mercy so that we might be saved. I'm thankful that I don't get what I deserve. I'm thankful for the mercy of God. As I've already mentioned in verse number 5, His mercy is everlasting. I had the privilege of getting saved when I, was, when I was a small child. And I've been saved for a long time now, the vast majority of my life. And I'm as saved today as I was when I put my faith in Christ. If the Lord allows me to live 40 more years, I'll be just as saved in my 80s as I am right now. Why? Because His mercy is everlasting. I'm going to be thankful for His mercy. And I'm trying to give us a few things. I'm just sharing what's on my heart tonight, but I think it can be thought-provoking to us. When's the last time? We, we thank God for His blessings when we're, when we're conscious about it. We should. Man, we've got to walk around and say, God, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for putting up with me. Mercy for salvation, but His mercy. And how many times have we failed God? I mean, I, I'm preaching to what I think are the greatest people in the world. But I wonder how many failures are in this room. I think I'm preaching to the greatest Christians on the planet, but I wonder how many times with the lives represented here, if we added up all the times we failed God, 
I wonder how big that number would be. But just think of your own failures. You may not want to do this, but I'll, I'll do it to help all of us tonight. I don't think I could add up all the times I failed God. But yet, God still allows me to serve Him. God still allows me to sing unto Him. God still allows me to represent Him. God still allows me, as I had the privilege to yesterday, to open the Word of God and share the gospel with somebody else. That's the mercy of God. That when we fail Him, He doesn't discard us. When we fail Him, He doesn't push us aside. The frustrations we get from time to time with people, well, how many times is it going to take? How many times does it take? God's mercy endureth forever. I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful for God's grace. God's mercy is me not getting what I deserve. God's grace is that unmerited favor. I get things that I don't deserve. Do you know who my Heavenly Father is? He's the Almighty. He spoke everything into existence. He already knows my tomorrow. My Heavenly Father is the Almighty. If you're saved tonight, He's your Heavenly Father. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? By the grace of God, we're saved by grace. We become His child by grace. We, we have this, this wonderful spiritual inheritance by the grace of God, nothing that we deserved. But just as I said just a moment ago, if we added up all the failures in this room, I think we'd be amazed how many times we failed God. We'd be amazed at how big that number is. If we flip that coin over tonight and we added up all the times God's blessed us, I think we'd be amazed at how large that number is. The grace of God. Some of you tonight, you're carrying a pretty heavy burden. Life is difficult right now. Say, Lord, I wish you'd take this away. Lord, I wish you'd take this away. Lord, I wish I didn't have to deal with this. Let me remind you of the words, my grace is sufficient for thee. If you'll permit me tonight, this, this morning I used the illustration of us losing our daughter. And I can honestly give testimony tonight. I can look back and say, say well, how did you, and I've been asked this, how did you get through it? I have no idea except for the grace of God. I don't know if you've been there. Some of you could give testimony tonight. You don't think you can take one more step, and lo and behold, you find the strength somehow to take that one more step. Oh, I can't even think about 30 days from now. I don't even know if I'm going to get to today. You get to today. It's, it's the grace of God. I'm thankful for His grace. Uh, I'm thankful for the Word of God. Where would we be without the Bible? Can, can, can you, can, can, the, the manual for life, the God who gave us life has given us his book to give us instruction of how to live life, of how to get through life, of how to overcome the obstacles of life. Think about that. 
Somebody who goes to get a driver's license, they get a manual on what they're supposed to do and what they can't do. Anybody notice how bad people drive? Those are the people with licenses. Those are the people who passed the test. So much bigger than that is our life. I'm thankful for the Word of God. Anybody else tonight ever been in a place where you just felt like you had, you were just completely, completely, all your strength was gone? And you could go to the Word of God and you could cling to the promises? Anybody tonight ever been to a place where you didn't have understanding, you didn't have hope, you didn't have uh, you didn't think you didn't know how you were going to get through and go, but yet you come to the run to the Word of God and you get what you need from the Word of God. Anybody in here ever needed to be find comfort? And you found comfort in the Word of God. Well, I I, I can think of different times in my life where I I thought I was prepared for for things in my life, but I was really unprepared, and what I had to do is I had to go to the Word of God to find the answer. Some of you can relate to this. You know every couple knows how to rear a child until they actually have one. When I have a child, we're doing this and this and this, and we're not going to do this and this and this. And then you actually have it, and you're like, oh, okay, this is a little different. I'll never forget when my first burden was born, I mean, my first child was born, I, uh, uh, you know, you, you know how excited you are. And then we leave the hospital, they roll mom out in the wheelchair, I don't know if they still do that or not, but they roll mom out in the wheelchair and she's holding the baby and it's like they drop it off the curb and say, okay, see you. And we're like, what do we do now? And it's obvious we didn't know how to do much. But it's usually typical you have that first child, and you're doing everything the way it ought to be done. You have all these pictures. You have all these memories, and they get less and less. And then the last child, you don't even know if they exist because there's no record. Using a little humor tonight, but aren't you thankful we have the Word of God to go to and aid us and help us in, in, the, in our homes? Uh, boy, I'm thankful for the Bible. This world changes, doesn't it? But you know what never changes? The Bible never changes. Truth endureth for all generations. I'm thankful tonight for the Word of God. I'm thankful tonight for my church. How about you? I'm thankful for the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Well, I, I love my church. You do realize that we have a unique church here. I hope you realize that. Uh, churches like this are not a dime a dozen. I can say this, and, I, and, and it's true, God loves this church. But I can say this too, the devil hates this church. And if God loves it, the devil's going to hate it. But this is a great church. I love my church. Uh, I've been a member of this church for almost 40 years. I didn't know I was that old, did you? Six years of age when our family moved here. My dad became the pastor. You realize we have a unique relationship? Do you realize how rare it is that somebody who grew up 
pastors of the church that they grew up in? I'm glad some of you have short memories. And you're glad I have short memories too. What, what an opportunity we have as God's church. The church, generally speaking, it's a privilege to be a part of God's church. Don't ever take that for granted. There are people all over this world who would love to have a church. I, uh, hardly a week goes by. I do not get a text or a call from, a, uh, from somebody somewhere. Uh, we, we, with somebody come to this town to start a church, we need a pastor. Uh, we've been without a pastor for this length of time. People all over this world, there are cities and there are towns and there are nations on this planet that do not have a church. What, what an honor it is to be a part of God's church. Boy, I'm thankful for our church. I'm thankful for my staff. I've got a great staff. Uh, it's a very unique staff. You know, we have, we have the, we divide the platform by age. <laughs> but Stanley, you're going to have to move over there pretty soon. <laughs> but I'm thankful for the stand of my staff. I'm thankful for the conviction of my staff. I'm thankful for the heart of my staff. You as a church, we've had a great staff for so long, we take for granted what we have. But I'm thankful for my church staff. Boy, it's, it, it's, 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 it's amazing uh, what God has done here. And so many of us have known each other for so long. I, I don't think Brother Dave will mind me talking about this, but when we were at the hospital this past Sunday, we were sitting over on the side, and Dell and Joanne Price were there, and of course, Dave was there, and, and uh, his daughter, and we began to talk about how long we've known each other. Uh, Dave used to be my driver when I was a teenage bus captain, I, and I don't know how either one of us survived that. Then we got to talking about how God allows us to become a part of each other's lives. Uh, I don't know if you feel this way, but I certainly feel this way. This is not a profession. This is not a job that I have. It's a calling of God, but we, God has allowed us to be a part of each other's lives. And Years go by, then decades go by, and you realize my life would not be if it wasn't for the other people God allowed to be in our life. I just happened to see Brother Victor Bland over here. You know what's coming, don't you? When I was in third or fourth grade, Brother Victor was my Sunday school teacher. How many of you know what story I'm going to tell? A few of you do. He was my Sunday school teacher, and he decided that for an activity, he was going to take the whole Sunday school class on a camping trip, which on paper is a good idea. But if you do that, don't ever go to sleep before every kid in your, in your class goes to sleep when you go camping. Um, he's wondering what version of this I'm going to tell this time. But we happened to, our campsite was next to a campsite that was occupied by a Girl Scout troop. And there was a group of those young men who in the middle of the night happened to go over and 
pull the poles out of some of the tents of the Girl Scout troop. Now, I may or may not have been in that group. But I think there was a couple of rucks in that group and some others. And if God had let you know then that I'd be your pastor one day, you'd have quit church, I tell you. It's... Um, but God allows us to be part of each other's life. What a, great, what a great thing that we have. I'm thankful for my church. I'm thankful for my staff. I'm thankful for the people. Uh, be thankful for your church. Amen. Don't take it for granted. Right. I'll mention one more. I'm thankful for my family. Be thankful for your family. Amen. I, everybody's family situation is different. Everybody grows up in a different home, a different way. Some have negative memories. Many have positive memories. Be thankful for the family that you have. Take the time to show some gratitude. Take some time. Be thankful. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the fact that uh, my wife, as a pastor's wife, is willing to share me, if I can put it that way. Uh, it's, it's, a lonely, it's a lonely place being a pastor's wife. I appreciate her being willing to do that. But she knew what she signed up for when she married me. But my kids didn't get to choose. And I'm thankful for them, and I'm thankful for their lives. I'm thankful for how well you treat my family. But to be thankful for our family. I'm going to cut it off right there because I do want to be brief tonight. But I just jotted several things down tonight. That make a good list for us when we enter into the presence of God. To say, God, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. See, a thankful heart and a thankful spirit will keep us right with Him. A heart grateful for conviction will keep us tender. As opposed to us rebelling against what God wants in our life. I'm thankful for these things. Let's be grateful for what God has done for us. And let's verbalize that gratefulness when it comes to our God. Father, I pray tonight.